You know what? You know what? Homeless in front of your store. Right. That's right. Because they start feeding them and they keep coming just for the uh -huh. food. And homeless people are crazy. You know those homeless people are crazy? It's one Jesus, people tell me that, did Jesus feed the hunger? Yeah, he did. He fed the hunger? He did. He did. Why do you say that? Um, he did, and, and I think we were listening to the Bible the other day, and he fed some lady, or no, not a lady, who did he feed? Thousands of people. Thousands of people, that's right. But they weren't hungry. But they were only hungry because they were at an event. They had walked a long way. So I met this guy the other day. So did Jesus feed the hunger? Nobody know? I'm not sure. No, he didn't. Who said no? Oh, he did not? So how come the Christians have like food shelters and things like that and they say Jesus fed the hunger? I had a guy call my show and said that he feed the hungry. He even put money in his pocket so he can give him money. I'm like, you're so crazy. He like, well, Jesus did it. But I, I, I can't find where Jesus fed the hunger, except for the people who showed up at his events. We'll just start without it. But what were they waiting on there? What the? <laughs> doing some troubleshooting on something. Hold on. So, Hake is a producer of the church, and he was late. He white. <laughs> and then Nick was late. He went to the barbershop on a Sunday morning. Not on Saturday. Not on Friday. Sunday morning. He Mexican. Mexican blacks are a mess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the Mexicans and black? What's wrong with them? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a big conversation. Why are they so crazy and late? I'm not late. But you're white. <laughs> you're just black on the outside. <laughs> but you're all white on the inside. So what's wrong with the Mexican blacks? Yes. They need help. They need Jesus. Yeah. 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 So we'll just get rolling. Forget that. Tell me to turn it off. Forget it. So the good morning, y'all. How y'all? Good. Just forget it. I can't wait. Time going by. Um. So. <laughs> Amazing. So I want to deal with the biblical question. What we're doing is recording, and normally we start right at 11, but they were messing around back there. And then, so now they're running late. But I want to deal with the uh, biblical question what color was Jesus? Did y'all know that's the biblical question? Yes. Yes, I Nice. The young lady in the black is dying to tell me. <laughs> I'm glad you're speaking up. Um, I think brown. You think he was brown? Yeah. And why do you think he, because I've heard every color under the rainbow so far. 
Why do you think he was brown? So he was, he was probably, yeah, like a darker brown. I mean, he's walking around in the sun all the time, and you know what I mean? Like, he walk around like what? Well, he's outside, isn't he? Like walking around and preaching and teaching and whatever else. So he's probably not going to be fair skinned because he's going to get burnt. So was he brown because he was in the sun, or was he brown because he was born brown? I don't know, but I also don't think it, I don't know, does it, I don't know, it sounds rude, but does it really matter? Like, I'm sorry? Does it matter? What? Does English. Matter. You're not in Europe. <laughs> what color? I mean, what did you say? I didn't hear what you said. Does it matter? Oh, does it matter? Oh, okay. It matters to a lot of people because I hear a lot of people call my show about it and everything. I'd say brown. You say brown? I don't think he was white and I don't think he was black. You don't think he was black nor white? No. Oh, okay. Like olive skinned. Olive skinned. Okay. No idea. Anybody else? What color was he? Right here. Uh, based on reading the Bible, uh, he was born in Israel, right? So he was a Middle Eastern man, but a lot of people don't know that from the Middle East, a lot of people disseminated from the Caucasus Mountains, um, which are somewhere at the, the region joining Europe and uh, the Middle East. Uh, I think it's like somewhere just above Jordan, but I'm not too sure on geography. And um, basically, all the white people came from the Caucasus Mountains, so he could have very well been a white man. But so you based, think on, he, based he, on being in the sun, he could have been brown. So you believe you were born white, but you brown because of the sun? It's possible. He could have been white with blue eyes, but he could have been a Middle Eastern-looking man like Hassan. But you believe he was born white? What's that? You believe he was born white, though? I don't believe anything because I don't know anything about it. Christ, uh, in his time that he s s was sent here on earth. So you don't have an idea of what color he might have been? Why would I have an idea? So you don't have an idea? The question is what color was he? No, I'm just saying. Based, based well, why you raise your hand if you didn't have an idea? Based, based upon the information, <laughs> I, I'm giving you my idea. What, what, your idea again is what? I'm saying based upon the information that I'm telling you that the, the white race was disseminated into Europe and also into the Middle East, he so, could have been a white man. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Read it back. He was bronze. He was blind? Bronze. Bronze? Yes. Why do you say, what, what color is bronze? Uh, bronze is, is, is a mixture between gold and black, and he had hair of wool and eyes of fire. So basically that made him pretty much a deity. A what? A deity. A deity? a lesser god. I'm sorry? A lesser god. So you saying that when he would walk around the earth, he was bronze? Bronze. He had a bronze mama and a bronze daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just saying that that's, that's the answer. That, that, well, that's, I answered the question, Jess. So, but I'm, I'm black, I'm slow, so I'm just trying to understand. 
Was he born yes. bronze? Bronze. So was his parents bronze? Most likely. I've never seen no bronze people. Like I said, it's a mixture between black and gold. So he had a oh, bronze is a mixture, a mixture between black and gold. Yes. So he had a gold mama or a black mama. Probably. Black <laughs> mama. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, no, but um, that, that's just to answer the question. Um, it, it it does say in the Bible that he was, um, yeah, hair of wool eyes of fire, and feet of bronze. That's in the New King, uh, the King James Version. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody else want to take a shot at it? Right here and then there. And then no more. Anybody else after that? Okay. I think he looked like Hassan, like Middle Eastern, and with like dark skin and the white, white skin and dark hair. And why do you think that? Uh, I, don't know, I think just because He's been depicted like that forever. And Middle Eastern people, there's a mixture. They could be white, they could be a little brown. It's been pictured that way forever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I would say white with like dark and, hair. And based on just forever picture you've seen? Yeah, forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how he's, been, he's looked. All right. And based on, you know, Middle East. Okay. Middle Eastern people. Yes, sir. Uh, he's, he's white. Um, I grew up Catholic, so if you want to go see Jesus, you can go see him. They had a statue of him. So you believe he was white? Like a statue, yeah. <laughs> so you, why, was his father and mother white? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. Do you have your hands? Did you have your hand up? No. Oh, go ahead. I saw I had his hand, but go ahead. Up. Okay, give it to Dale. I thought Hassan had his hand. No, I do. I do. But well, I thought he was first. I thought he was first. Sorry. Um, I know that there's even some stories where people say that when they looked at Jesus, that it was like blinding or it was just. So I think he was just the light. And it was really no color, but it was just the, the spirit, just the light. So you believe he walked around for 32 years being just a light? He had no color? Yeah. So was it, I don't understand how that could be. I think some people could see him and some couldn't. Really? He was a physical man that some people couldn't see? <laughs> no wonder you want to get a mic to the... <laughs> You still think he was her son color? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. When I was young, I thought he was white too, based off the pictures. But once I realized that people from Israel are not exactly white, I kind of figured he'd be a little more beige, <laughs> off-white. <laughs> Poor Jesus, huh? Something like that. A little bit brown. Because as somebody said, he, he was outside a lot, so I'd imagine he'd be a little tan. Brown and beige. Yeah, beige, yeah. Off-white. Like Frankie's shirt. Amazing. <laughs> um, so nobody really know? You had your hand? Yes, sir. Um, I think he was the color of the Jews. He was supposed to be a Jew, right? tribe of Judah. But 
I think it's kind of redundant. I mean, it doesn't matter what. At the end of the day, uh, his message and what he came for, you know, that goes against color or transcends color. So. But you think he looked like the Jews? Yes. You think he was the color of the Jews? Yeah. But there are some dark-skinned Jews that look like Muslims. And then there's white Jews, too. Which color? I think that's the bigger question. (laughs) (laughs) What do they look like? Who are they? I was surprised when I saw Jews look like Muslims. I'm like, how did that work? But, I mean, you know, Muslim is a religion. It isn't uh, a race or ethnicity, right? So, Okay. All right. Last one. Yes, sir. So this is actually an interesting question because on the surface it sounds like, why does it even matter? But when you think about it, uh, Jesus is the only person who didn't have a physical father. And so if you do any research, you'll find you out think that he had what now? he's the only person that ever lived that never had a physical father. A physical boss? A biological father. Oh, I see. Okay. So if you do your research, you'll learn that we get most of our physical characteristics from our father. And so um, since he didn't have a father, he would probably look very different than most people because your mother is just an incubator for the soul that's put inside of you. So he was probably very, very different from the people around him. So you think Jesus was born of a woman, but he didn't look normal? No, I'm saying that it's interesting <laughs> because he is the only person that's never had a physical father and you get your physical characteristics. The DNA is passed down. Your father actually contributes to most of your physical But a lot of kids look like their mothers. But the father's genes still contributes to creating the physical characteristics, even though it takes part of it from the mother. And so you think he had no color at all? I'm saying it's interesting to figure out what it was because uh, it would probably look very different from everybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Amazing. <coughs> this young man want to tell us. <laughs> You don't want to tell us? I don't know. He wants to have an opinion. This is your first time here? Yes. Uh, what's your name? Ludwig. What? It's Ludwig. You, you know, do you know uh, Putin? Yes. <laughs> tell Putin I said hello. Nice. Welcome, man. Where are you from? Sweden. Oh, welcome. And how did you find us? Uh, YouTube. Nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. I did uh, a lot. I looked into this for about the Jesus color thing, and I found out more about him than I even imagined. And a couple things is that the name, the name Jesus, was a common name when you were born. That there were a whole bunch of people named Jesus. Did y'all know that? And I always thought there was only one name Jesus, except the Mexicans, and they called him Jose. And that, who's who or whatever. And, and, but I didn't know that during those days there were a whole bunch of, the name Jesus was a common name. And also, uh, it's short for, and I may be saying this wrong, 
it's short for um, what's the name they call G Jesus? The, the uh, Yahweh. Yeah, one of those things. So Jesus is just short for Yahshua. And I never knew that. I thought that name meant such a holy name. I was almost afraid to say it. <laughs> because they made it seem so holy. I didn't know it was a common name that a whole bunch of people call that. And then also in the research, in the research it said, yeah, Bill? I said, I thought, it, I think it was supposed to be Joshua, actually. One of those names. But when I was growing up, especially when I moved out here to California, I started going to church, and you would hear the Christians say Jesus' name, and it seemed so holy that you were almost afraid to say it. You didn't want to make a mistake with it. But the name itself is not that holy. They just make it that way in their own imagination. It was a common name. And also in the, in the research... Can, uh, can they sit down there? Oh, okay. Somebody back there? Okay. Shoot the baby. <laughs> we better have an execution. <laughs> um, also, did you know that? That the name wasn't as holy as they say the name? No. Did you used to think that as a uh, the other kind of Christian? I never thought. You know, I never thought of that. I I thought the name God was like super holy, but I never really thought about the name Jesus. Have you heard the the, the Christian go, "Oh, holy name, holy, holy"? Yes. Right. Often. Yeah, they'd be like worshiping the name. When, in, when, his, when he was growing up, it was just a name. Everybody would name Jesus. Also, um, um, okay, you can get it back. What? How come y'all out of order today? Everything's so off. It's distracting. So what? You blame it on the heat. <laughs> um, also, when Jesus was, according to the reports, I, by the way, things have changed down through the years. People are still the same. There's always been this conversation. And, and history has been rewritten and rewritten and rewritten so nobody really knows who, what color he really was. They don't really know. And um, 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 so when Jesus was walking the earth, even his mother and other people didn't know him as Jesus. Well, they knew his name as Jesus, but they really didn't know who he really was. They didn't know he was the Jesus, right? They just thought they knew he was a smart guy and that he was wise, but that's about it. They didn't know that he was here to save people and to die and come back. They had no idea. He was just a wise man walking around the country or wherever he was, preaching, and they just knew he was, even his mother didn't know who he really was, the real reason. Did you know that? Yeah. 
And the reason I bring this up because we have been made to see Jesus in the wrong way. We have a false image of Jesus. And that's why we believe that we can't, he can't be our brother or we can't be as wise as he was because he was Jesus and he, and he had a special mission and that's to come and sacrifice for us. And that, that is and was important, but it wasn't so that we would be left out in the cold. But the world have set a bad example for us as to who he was and his purpose. And because we live in this image of how he was, it's hard for people to overcome that image. It's like, I never imagined Jesus not having long hair, but it shows that he didn't always have long hair. He, he cut his hair once in a while, and some suspect that he even cut his beard off and all that. We all do. You know, through the years, we, we have bald heads, we have long hair, we have short hair, we have beards. Jesus had the same thing going on, but I never imagined him as being like that. I just imagined Jesus, the first picture I saw of him, with the long hair, good hair, in a white robe, and that's it. Whereas I never had any other image of him. And I now realize that all the images that I have have been wrong. They have been wrong. And it also in this report, the research I was doing, it said that Jesus was an individual, meaning that he didn't try to be like anyone. He didn't act like anyone else. He didn't take on anyone else's personality. He was himself. He, just, he was himself, and if you didn't like it, he didn't care. He just spoke the truth and lived his life, and he wasn't trying to imitate anyone else. Most people are not like that. The hardest thing in the world for the average person to do today is to be themselves. They do not want to stand alone. They do not want to be themselves. They always look for something, another form of identity to hook up to. Anybody like that? You're afraid to stand alone? I think I, I used to be. I used to be. And, 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 and why? And why? I think because it was just easy going with the crowd and maybe... Um, Speak up a little bit. I think it was just easy going with the crowd. Um, just not, not thinking for myself, I think, made it easy to just not be myself, my real self. And what good did it do you to, to identify with the crowd? No good. Except for, was it really easy or was it still rough? It was just everybody around you suffering, so it didn't matter. Um, I think it was, uh, yeah, I guess uh, it was easy. But now that I look back, I can see that, that, uh, that I wasn't, uh, I guess, like fulfilled in a way. Yeah. You know, like I was just um, living a lie pretty much. Yeah. The most, some of the most miserable people on earth are those who are afraid to stand alone because they don't, they don't go through anything. They don't deal with life. They all just validate each other. Oh, how's your day? Oh, my day is yeah, all right. I know what you mean. They don't, they, they can't encourage each other because they're getting their identity from each other instead of overcoming the identity. They're just identifying with something of money. There are uh, a group of young men coming up now, YouTubers, I think. They seem to be about getting women, and the way they're getting the women is by getting money. 
you know, being raising a lot of money and having a lot of cars and airplanes and things like that. And they think that that is the way that's supposed to be, and that's how you're supposed to get a woman. But that's not going to work. It's not going to do anything. They're still going to have the fear. They're still going to have the doubt. They're going to have the worry. They will not find peace on the inside. Nothing on the outside. And another thing, nothing on the outside is going to set you free. Do y'all know that? Yes. Really, there's nobody or nothing that can make you free. And you got to be willing, in order to be free, you got to be willing to, first of all, stand alone and then face what's going on inside of you. The fears. Some people still, even that listen to me on the radio or come to church, they still think that whatever they're feeling on the inside has something to do with somebody on the outside or some situation or some circumstance. And the way you feel on the inside has nothing to do with what's happening on the outside of you. I don't care what it is. What is it? If you're feeling something about it, it's something wrong with you on the inside. The kingdom of heaven is on the inside. And that was Jesus' message, that the kingdom of heaven is on the inside. And so, and not outside, but most people are never going to get that. Because, just think about this, you have to face yourself. That's not easy. You have, you're in a prison, you're living in the darkness, and the only way out of that prison is that you got to face yourself. Who want to do that? It's best, it's easier it seems to look outside and blame someone else than to face yourself. That's why only a few people overcome. Because most people don't want to look at themselves. Only a few are going to overcome this. The hardest thing in the world for people to do, the average person, is to really see that they're in a cave and stop going around in that cave making the same mistakes over and over again but decide to come out of it. Because can't no other human being help you out of it. And I know I see some hand, but let me just say, concerning his color, the only time they, uh, according to the information I've seen, they reckon that when Jesus died and then he came from the grave, his mother and other people went to the grave and they saw him, but they didn't recognize him. He told them, I'm Jesus, this is me. They're like, what the? And, and he was not, he was not color at all. Well, he was bronze, but it was from, uh, it was a glow of light. The light shined in him. He was all light once he came from the grave, not while he was walking the earth. He was, he was, they couldn't tell who he was walking the earth. But when he came from the grave, he was light and he had married it. And he's like, this is me. What the? But they didn't recognize him because they didn't know who he really was walking the earth. And those who wake up, that's how you're going to be attacked too. They're not going to know who you are. They're going to see something, know something is different. Oh, that's a wise person. That's a, a word person. But they're not going to know you represent the Father. Because the darkness hates the light in you. And you won't walk around thinking that either. That I represent the Father. If you think that you're representing the Father, then you're not. But the world, gonna, they won't recognize you who you really are. But only a handful is going to find that. So Jesus was, he had to, and when they said his hair was, they said his hair and his face were bronze or whatever, that came from the grave. That was his color. 
that's when we, uh, because that's a, that's the light that he had when he came out of the grave. Once you, and that's the same light that's going to guide you once you die and be born again. It's the same light. And once you start seeing this, it's just going to blow your mind to grow in the understanding of it. You are not fear. You are not doubt. You are not worry. You're not uh, a person of loneliness and sadness. and You're none of those things. But you got to be willing to become, you got to be all in. Whatever. I know that the condition I'm in ain't, ain't working. It's not it. What it. Whatever it takes, I'm overcoming this. If you lose the world, because you really don't have the world anyway. But you got to be willing to lose it. In order to have a life, you must be willing to lose a life. Meaning that you got to completely die from this false life. And that's the message that Jesus had. And ain't no way around it. You got to die from it. But you're not going to die from it until you can see you. It ain't about color. It's about nothing outside at all. And no one can make you feel any kind of way. It's already in you. So you got to stop blaming. You got to become your own man, your own woman. And just live your life. It's going to be an amazing life we live that way too. So when situations happen, let them happen. And if you feel something about the situation, be glad that it happened so you can see what's wrong with you. Because if it's not in you, it can't happen to you. You're not who you think that you are. Just as Jesus is not who we thought he were, he was. He was a, he definitely sacrificed and became that example so we can overcome. But we've been lied to about who he is. And we have this false image. And just because we, we can quote the Bible and repeat what somebody else said, and it just worries. It's, you could go down and say, I got saved, right? That's just a word. It doesn't mean you got saved at all. You just got the word. That's it. The intellect, what I've noticed about the intellect is dumb. You know that? The intellect cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. The intellect is on the lower level. The kingdom of heaven is up here. The intellect is here. And you use the intellect to navigate on this earth, meaning to get a job, to run your business with, to run your family, make dinner. The intellect is just for that alone. It cannot understand God. It cannot understand that at all. So the people that quote the Bible and preaching about him and all, they don't know him. They're just preaching about him intellectually, but they have not changed. They still have the same old nature. We need a brand new nature. We have to give up the old car and get a brand new nature. And only God can cause that to happen. And you can't even imagine what that is and see it start happening to you. So don't even try to imagine the new nature. What is the nature of God? You can't figure it out. That makes sense a little bit? Everybody needs a new nature. Anyone that has anger has a nature of, of the devil. Say to your daddy, your nature is screwed up because you have, you have an evil nature. Look how evil human beings are today. Human beings are evil. Because they have a nature of evil. Yes, sir. 
Oh, you were talking about the uh, the intellect. Did you have your hand? Yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. Um, Ecclesiastes one eighteen says, um, "When you increase of knowledge, you increase of sorrow." Speak up. Ecclesiastes one eighteen says, "When you increase knowledge, you increase sorrow." Absolutely. The most unhappy people are the so-called smartest one. Yeah. The more degrees they have, the more unhappy they are. Yeah. They're miserable on the inside, but they have the the, the degree. Absolutely. Uh, that is so. So you just know the intellect is is just to be used in a to work on the earth. It's not to live by. You cannot live by the intellect. Not real life. You have a fake life. And then, but not and, the real deal. And you know, and and at times that you know, they they get persecuted by um, by bullying, and then ultimately when nobody listens and nobody understands they ultimately become the bullies who are they um smart individuals oh uh, have you ever done that you've been bullied before uh i've been bullied yes and have you ever bullied anyone no you never bullied anyone no really how did you avoid that you said what how did you avoid becoming that i have a zero tolerance because um most people that are bullies are hypocrites they just push you around and push you around, and then all of a sudden, when they what, get pushed back, they become they become the victims, and that's just ab ab abundant hypocrisy. What does that mean? Zero tolerance. I don't. I don't. I don't like bullies at all. What you don't what? I said I don't like bullies at all. You don't like them? Why no. not? Because it's it's just it's it's not right. Like to to bully somebody just for the sake of bullying them and and that actually follows into most people's adulthood. Um, you know, if you're at a job or something. So like are that. you right for not liking the bully? Me? Uh-huh. I'm not I'm neither right or wrong. No, you're wrong. You're a bully. You said me? You're a bully. Me? Yeah. I am? Yeah, because you don't like the bullies. I oh. I never saw it that way, but... I'm sorry? I said I never saw it that way. I know, because we don't see the hell in us. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We got to want to see all the hell that's in us. Because if there is someone that's a bully, and you saw that they were a bully, it wouldn't affect you at all if you weren't judging them. Not to like the bully is to judge the bully. The not to like the bully is to not to understand yourself. And by not understanding yourself, you don't understand what's driving the bully. We're not supposed to have opinions about one another. If we are of love, just think about God. Um, God would not have done anything for us if he had had an opinion about us. If he didn't know that it wasn't us, but it was something that made a home in us that was driving it human being. The devil made a home and that we couldn't help it. So he didn't judge us at all. And so if you're judging the bully, you, you're a bully too, but you call you, oh, I'm a zero tolerant person. But you're a bully because you hate the bully. You don't love the bully. You can't have it. When you are free, you're not going to have an opinion about these things. You're just going to be able to see and that's all you need to do. Can you imagine just living a life of just seeing without opinion? There's nothing like freedom from that. And if you hurt, it's because of you, not because of the bully. It's not the bully fault that you allow, feel bullied. <laughs> yes, sir. Where's the mic? Um, 
Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say, uh, it's like, like what you say, um, that people do to others what they do to themselves. Yes. And um, like what you say, how, like uh, that we're not looking inside because if you don't like the bully, if you judge the bully, you Raymond. are the bully. Raymond, cut out the noise, buddy. You like a little kid. You want some potato chip? No, it's just putting away my Bible. Put away the word. Okay, go ahead. No, um, just like uh, if you if you hate the bully or judge the bully, like you are what you hate. Right. It, it's true. It's true. Like I've heard you say like these things, and and uh, like I, I live it out like an experience, and I, I can see it now for myself. And you're right about that. It's Have true. you been here before? Yes. Oh, this is like my so, fourth time. So did you go and forgive? Yes. And how did that go for you? It went well. Yeah. Um, I forgave my my mother, my father, my stepmother, and also my grandmother. Nice. And because uh, those were all the people that raised me, you know, and um, you know, the hardest one to forgive was my stepmother. That was the hardest one to go and forgive. And why? Because, um, well, both her and my mother like turned me away from my father as I was growing up, and I, I'd always identify with my stepmother's anger. You know, she was angry. I, I got angry, and um, she just tried to like impose her will on me, like. Uh, you so, know, are you over myself. anger now? Yes. You do? Yes. So you don't get angry anymore? No. Good, man. Yeah. Right on. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Yes, sir. Do y'all understand? Anybody understand what I'm saying here? We're supposed, there's a way to live on this earth without being affected by the, the world around you, people, places, and things. Really, you can live and be totally free, but you got to die from, completely from the ego. You got to die. The intellect must die and just be used for physical things and not live. Yes, sir. Yeah, just to kind of piggyback off what he was talking about, um, how do you distinguish um, opinions or the opinion from discernment? Like uh, you said, seeing, which I guess I would call that discernment. How would you uh, separate those? How do you distinguish opinion from seeing? Yeah. Good question. Sean, want to respond first? And then I, I'll put my two cents. Um, yeah, I mean, doing the silent prayer when you're looking at yourself and you're looking at what's going on inside you and you don't have an opinion, an opinion about it and you can, you know, successfully be still for a... Uh, pray without ceasing and be completely still while you see all this evil inside of you. It makes it a lot easier to look out into the world and not have an opinion about what's going on in the world as well. Because what you see in the world is what you're seeing in your in yourself. You know, a lot of people will um, project onto other people and onto situations how they're feeling. You know, if you're feeling unsatisfied with yourself, you'll be unsatisfied with what's going on in the world. So, um, you know, when you can see what's going on inside of you without judging it, uh, it'll make it easier to be very, very observant when you're looking at your surroundings. And to add, yes, sir. I don't know if that answers your question, but. Did that answer it? Yeah, yeah, but I was just, uh, yeah, but I was just thinking, should, so you talk about speaking up. Um, so if I speak up, is that from, you know, is that an opinion? Um, that was a good I guess question. you would just, yeah, I guess I was, you just know, you say you know, uh, the right time 
Right. Um, I don't want to judge. I don't want to have that opinion, I, I guess. But at the same time, I do want to, I do need to see and discern uh, yeah. what's right or, you know, wrong. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, was, you know, I have had trouble of, uh, yeah, speaking up at all or at the right time. It's hard for you to speak up at times? <clears throat> yes, it can and, be. And why? Um, probably, I get, yeah, fear of um, sounding, making me sound stupid or being wrong or uh, causing confrontation or, you know, being in that situation where you have so, to. So you're afraid of being sounding stupid, being wrong, or causing confrontation? Having that confrontation. Oh, you are? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you get the backlash of the confrontation. 99.999 people like that. Mm -hmm. And not alone. Mm -hmm. And I'll add to that in a minute. I understand it. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I wanted to, uh, that's a good question you had. I thought about that for a long time, still working through that, about discernment. Speak up a bit. Discernment versus seeing. So the way I kind of think about it is just imagine like a, a gigantic tarp over top of something like uh, something that you don't know is under there. And so what God will do is in order to show you, he'll just imagine the tarp being ripped from from it and you seeing exactly what it is. That's what seeing is. It's plain. There's no need to think. You see. And it's very plain. It's obvious. Nobody can take it away from you. Nobody gave it to you. And when you're judging, you're actually resenting something or you're, if, let's say if somebody came and approached you in a negative way, you shouldn't hate what you see. It's okay to see, but don't hate what you see. And that'll help you kind of divide between discernment and, and sight because God is a God of uncovering, whereas Satan, he wants to talk to us in our head and interpret for us. Mm -hmm. Do I want to add to that? And then a couple other people, then we'll move on. But don't forget your question. It's good. I What's the say, difference between um, op opinion and discernment? I would say discernment is you have a gray shirt on. I have a gray shirt on, right? You can see it's like obvious in your face. That person's angry <coughs> or something like that. It's when you start... It's when you, what your opinion is when you start feeling above them. You're like, and that's a stupid gray shirt. And you know what I mean? It's just, that's an ugly shirt. Or, you know, that's, that's your opinion coming out. Um, but usually you can see, you, if you get into, if you say something and the other person gets pissed, you can see that they're angry. Did right? you say what? It's obvious. If they get what? Angry? <laughs> we had church and he cursing. Give me that good advice. Give me that advice for the Lord. Go ahead. <laughs> but you can see that, right? You can usually usually you can see someone get angry in front of you. That's that's just just uh, seeing that is your discernment. It's that person shouldn't be angry, or that's a you know, call them some name in your head. You're in your head. You're thinking about this person being angry. That's your, that's your opinion. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. I just like to uh, piggyback off of like what was said. Like, um, 
you know, like uh, I think a couple of days ago, I had went to go eat with a friend, and uh, we were talking about like God and the Bible and different things like about life and like uh, like in my in my field of work. Speak up for me. In my field of work, I I I do like repairs of like fire alarm systems and like uh, exit signs, emergency lighting, and stuff like that. And he was like, "Oh man, he's like you have like a." like a manly job or or yeah like you do like a lot of man work or and i was like uh i was like well i'm like anybody can do that that work you know um and then he was like no well the people you work with they're like all manly and this and that and i was like no it's just it's a put on you know a lot of people like in construction yeah. work and stuff is there i told them they're just like you and i you know like um and stuff like that and i kind of told them that he was making me look within myself like I never thought I'd be able to do stuff like that, you know, like stuff with wires and screws and all that. And I'm not the best, but I'm still learning, you know, but I, I told them that like at the home, at, at my house, my dad was the handyman, you know, and uh, if I was helping him out and I wasn't doing things the way he wanted or if I wasn't doing it right, he would get angry at me, you know, and he was uh, judging me. He was seeing me differently, you know, like I, I heard you mention in the video, you know, uh, you explain why racism doesn't exist to somebody because people see each other differently when they're angry with each other. Yeah. And so it kind of goes back to, to like what you two were talking about. You know, that when, uh, when people are, are angry with you, they, they see you differently. And so that's like, uh, I guess, uh, like their opinion of you in a way, you know, something like that. Okay. Amazing. Um, did you have your hand? Okay. You see now that you are a bully? No. You don't you don't think judging someone for bullying is bullying? Well I mean well discernment means good judgment. And discernment Discernment means what? Good judgment. Good judgment? Yes. Well how is it good judgment not to like the bully? How's a good judgment not to like the bully? Well, the thing is, when it, come, when it comes to a bully... No, I'm asking you, how is it discernment, whatever you said, I forgot already. Discernment. Discernment not to like the bully. Well, it's just come, it's from experience. I mean, from when, you know, you get pushed around by somebody so much... To the point where yes, you will become angry, and yes, you will you, you will retaliate. And so you don't like the bully because you're angry, right? Precisely. I'm sorry. Precisely. And so, how where's the love in that? There is no love in it. So you're a bully. No. You're just bullying on the inside. That's all inside of you. <laughs> okay. That um, makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Why don't you forgive the bully? Whomever bullied and, you, and, why don't you forgive him? I have. Not if you don't like him. You still well, no, judge I don't, him. No, I just don't like. I just don't like for pe people that that really can't speak up for themselves when they're when they when they're targeted. But you don't have no right to dislike them either. The, the ones who are targeted. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't. I, I never, I never said dislike them. <laughs> what? What a mess. <laughs> well, well, if I can continue with, with discernment. <laughs> um, it's I good. Know you it's want to get away from this top hand. No, no, no. Uh, well, my, my no, very, go ahead. 
my very point was about discernment. Um, it's good judgment, and um, you just carry that. You just carry that along the way. Um, no matter who they are, what they are, um, that's all a part of unconditional love. It's like okay, I, but you don't know that because you judging the bully. Well, the thing is, is what I'm saying is I don't. It's just the abundant hypocrisy when it comes to it. When it comes to you know. I know, but you don't know what discernment is if you're judging the bully. I'm not. The thing is, I'm or not. Or if you're judging, and if you're judging the one that can't speak up because they're being bullied, you don't know what discernment is. Oh, okay. All right. That's embarrassing. But anyways, um, <laughs> well, can I continue? I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I said, can I continue? Yes. Okay. You um, can, but you're saying stuff you don't have an understanding about. I, I, well, it's, it's from my own personal experience. It, that, 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 that's why I'm saying I can't hear you. I said, um, that's why. Speak up I bully you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's just it's you know it's it's from experience. I mean, most most people. All of us have it had. Yeah. Most people don't overcome it though. Yeah. And see, I, I like that you're saying it because it, it, it's the point that I was trying to make early with the Christians and people who quote the Bible and people who talk about Jesus and people who feed the hunger. They can feed and talk about Jesus, but they don't know him at all. They have no idea. It's just intellectual knowledge. And until you get to know yourself, you won't even understand what I'm saying, right? right. Because you can't understand what discernment is when you're judging yourself or anyone. Yeah. It all starts with you. Yeah. yeah. And so you're judging the bully, thinking that you're better because I'm never going to be a bully, but yet you're bullying because you hate the bully. Or the one, and now you even hate the ones that don't speak up for themselves. Not, I don't, I don't hate the people that don't speak up for themselves. I mean, you know, it, it just takes courage um, to, to speak up for yourself and, and, and just not tolerate Which take most courage to speak up for yourself or not to speak up for yourself? It, it takes courage to speak up for yourself. It takes courage. How many people agree with that? Well, it takes courage to speak up for yourself? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, like what I'm doing right now. Like what you're doing now? This young lady here, she says she agree with that. You said take courage to speak up for yourself? Yeah. And take more courage not to, to speak up for yourself or not to speak up for yourself? Uh, take the mic for me. This is your first time here, right? Yes. Uh, and what's your first name? Anna. Anna, welcome. Thank you. And so, why does it take courage to, to speak up for yourself? I believe it takes courage because... Speak up so they can hear you. The people here are kind of old. Okay, can you, can you hear me now? Can y'all hear now? Okay. Yes, okay. I, I believe it takes courage because um, years I've been not speaking up for myself and now it feels great to speak up for myself. And why were you not speaking up for yourself before? I guess I was taught to keep my, I guess, thoughts to myself. Oh, you were taught that? Yes. Who taught you that? My father. He said, keep your thoughts to yourself? Yes. Oh, and that made it it caused you to become afraid to speak up for yourself? Correct. Oh, okay. Amazing. 
Okay. I'll argue that point. <laughs> Which take more courage to speak up for yourself or not? Uh, uh, somebody have have a uh, Nick come and work these mic. Where is Nick? I don't know if this one is working. Hello. I think it takes more courage to let not me speak. Find out, let me find out because things are out of order back here right now. <laughs> Just have everything, shut everything down. That way we don't need the mice. We don't need because you guys are out of order today. It is too distracting. Okay. Cut it. So give him back the mic. We don't need it. Because everybody running around and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Clearly, I like to talk, so you know, obviously, I have a different perspective. For me, it doesn't take any courage to speak up. It doesn't take courage to speak up for you? No, for me, because I'll speak up automatically. Whereas I think being silent and not caring about opinions, not having to speak up for anyone else, would take more courage for me than to put my views on the world. So, it's harder for you? I'll just use my mic. There's no problem with the mic. Okay, go ahead. So it's easier for you to speak up than not to speak up? Yes. And why is it easier? I'm sorry. Well, I was the opposite of what she said. My father taught me to, if you're thinking something, fucking, oh, if you think something, say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep it in your head. So I always, you know, say what I think about everything. You always say. Yeah, Do you I speak up? To, but I, by habit. Do you speak up when you should be speaking up? Yes. And why? Probably because of my ego. Oh, okay. Amazing. Is this your first time here? Yes. And how did you hear about us? YouTube. Oh, welcome, man. Thank What's you. your first name? My name is Gabriel. Gabriel, welcome. My friend Joel and Luda. They came from Sweden to see you. Oh, nice. Yes. All I mean, from they Sweden. See you also, but they, when we found your YouTube channel, they got very excited. Nice. They became huge fans instantly. Right on. Yes. Well, welcome. Thank you. Right on. Uh, okay. So it's easy. How about you, John? You're John, right? Yeah. Is it easy for you not to speak up or to speak up? Uh, I think it's easier for me to speak up, but uh, I uh, usually don't talk uh, all the time in all subjects. Uh, only when I feel like uh, like it feels natural for me to speak about something, but I don't. Uh, I like stop myself for from speaking if it's going to cause some conflict or anything. Because uh, what I feel is right, I will let it out. But sometimes you stop if it causes conflict. No, I wouldn't say. Oh, you went. Oh, okay. Nice. Amazing. And how about you? Is it easier to speak up or not to? Yeah, I'm the same way. Easier to speak up. It's easier to speak up? Yes. And, and why is that? It brings um, more freedom, I guess. Free, more freedom? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's easier for you to speak up than not to speak up? Yes. Okay. Come up here and speak up. Hold on. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> Come up here and speak up. It's okay. And, and why? I thought it was easier. It depends on the, the time and place, I suppose. Oh, so sometimes you can't speak up. Can or won't, I guess. And, and, and why? Yeah, I don't know. What does it feel like not being able to speak up? Good question. I don't know. You don't know how I feel? No. Oh, okay. Amazing. See, that ain't that easy. You didn't want to come up. 
fine. What do you think would happen to you if you came up here to speak up? No, nothing. Nothing would happen. Why are you afraid then? I would rather not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you'd rather take the cowardly way out. Sorry? You'd rather take the cowardly way out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, can you get your husband to come in here? Um, who else is easier to speak up than not to speak up? I mean, it takes courage to speak up. Oh, yeah. It takes courage for you to speak up? No, no, no. I'm saying that it's uh, more courageous for you to stand up for yourself than not to because you have to overcome that fear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, man. Hello. What's your first name again? Tyree. Tyree. Is it easier for you? Which take more courage? To speak up or not to speak up? It takes more courage to speak up. And why is that? Why is that? Because you have to gain, um, it takes a lot of confidence to, um, to speak up because you may have like that sense of fear that, I don't know, I might be judged or I might be feeling like, you know, insecure, like, you know, like I might, you know, well, it all leads to just being judged really, you know. Like you having like a stage fright, no matter where you are. Oh, okay. Yes. And what does it feel like when you can't speak up? What are you feeling on the inside? You feel like it's um, you feel a sense of anxiety. You know, um, sense of um, you know being nervous. Yeah. Have you dealt with your mother yet? Actually, I haven't just yet. But I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her. I'm going to give her a call. <laughs> are you going to FaceTime with her? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Yes. And then, okay, is it, is it scary knowing that they came by the other day to visit? That's how I know who they are. They, did you, uh, are you nervous thinking about having to deal with her? I'm a little nervous, but I'm starting, but I'm actually gaining confidence to be able to speak my mind and, you know, to, you know, say how I feel. Good, you man. know, like, you know, I, I did have like certain, you know, there's certain, you know, times that I actually have to speak up for myself, you know, towards my mom. You know, but to really have a like a really sit down and talk and say, I'm going to take the mic and really speak how I feel. I haven't done that just yet. Are you afraid to speak up to your wife, too? Um, in honest sense, sometimes I am. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I know. Because you're married to your, your mama. Yeah. Isn't that, that amazing? Is that is. That is. Did, you, <laughs> <laughs> did you know you're married to your mama? Yeah, well, I want to say, like, obviously, literally, obviously, but, you know, like... But the same spirit in your mama is literally in your wife. Oh, I didn't know that. She just looked different and better hair and all that. <laughs> but it's the same spirit. I and so, and I want to make that clear because when you do forgive your mother, you'll be able to deal with your wife then, too, and not be afraid. I agree with that, yeah. I do agree. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Did you know he was afraid of you? Yes. I'm sorry? Yes, I did know. See, she knew you were afraid. What the? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was raised by very strong women. No such thing. Well, that's what they call themselves. That's what I'm saying now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, obviously, I, I agree with you, but I'm saying, you know, that's how they feel. Like, because they, you know, they didn't really have husbands. Um, 
they they were just you know raising kids by themselves. Most of the, uh, most of um, the women in my family are single mothers. Yeah. It wasn't like knowing that he was afraid of you, being married to a man that's afraid of you. Sad. Sad? Yes. And in what way? I guess because I, you know, I was hoping to have a leader, someone to guide me, yeah. and not me who guide, to guide him. Yeah, that's what every woman want. A woman need a man to lead her. She doesn't have to have it. She can go to God and forgive mothers and fathers and return to God will guide her. But if you're married, you need your husband to guide you. Yes. Did you ever tell him that? All the time. You tell him that all the time? Yes. And what, and do you, and what does he say when you tell him that? He's like, I'm doing the best I can. Correct. No, no, <laughs> That's I what he put says. Words in <laughs> Be more patient with me. I'm trying to figure it out. That's what he says? Yes. Did you know he was like that before you married him? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Did you know he was like that before you married him? Uh, no. Oh, you thought he was strong while you were dating? I guess I was telling myself that. You were lying to yourself? Yes. Did you know you were lying? Much later than I realized, wow, I was lying to myself. Before the marriage or after? After the marriage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Every human being do the same thing. Did you think you could fix him? Did you Did think you, think you can make him better? Yeah. See, every woman want to be God. <laughs> it ain't going to work. We can't even fix ourselves. How can you do it? That makes sense. And did you know she was angry before you married her? I, I started to see, you know, certain... Before you, know, you married her? Yeah. And so why did you marry her knowing she was angry already? I thought that, you know, it could be fixed during marriage. <laughs> yeah. See honest. how the devil lies to everybody? <laughs> the devil set you up. Wow. But now that you guys are working on yourself, it can change. Especially with these three children, babies you have, you don't want to walk away from them children. But you want to get right. Or you can get right in the midst of the storm. Forgive your mother. Have you forgiven your mother? No. And why not? Um, I came to realize this week that I guess I'm trying to prepare myself because um, I actually want to forgive both my mother and father at the same time. And you, you're trying to prepare yourself? Yes. How? I guess emotionally and spiritually, I'm trying to gather my thoughts so I know what to say. How about I'm sorry for hating you? Okay. How much gathering that takes? Okay. You know, just tell me, I've been resenting you all my life. I realized that now I'm sorry. I became like you. I became like you, you said. <laughs> tell him I became like you. You became just like it's your just, parents. I don't know how, I mean, I, I know how my father is, and he responds with a lot of anger. So what now? So 
he responds with a lot of anger. Because he's married to your mother. He's married to his mama. <laughs> yes, and I know that he's going to say a lot. But you don't know that. How do you know that he hasn't happened yet? I, I've attempted to forgive him before, and he didn't take that too well. So you, you went over to him and said, Dad, I'm sorry for resenting you? I said, I'm s no, not in those words. And how did you attempt it to do it? I actually said, I'm sorry for hurting you, if anything. You didn't hurt him. He hurt you by not protecting you from your mother. Okay. How did you hurt him? Well, he's complained a lot that I, because I used to lie a lot. You used to lie a lot? Yes. Oh. And um, so I told him, you know, I'm sorry for lying to you and hurting you for not building that trust, I guess. And he looked at me, he said, I can't forgive you, only God can. And that hurt. But that was the truth. Yeah. Only God can forgive. We apologize for being wrong, for being angry, and God forgive. We can't forgive. We just have to admit that we were wrong. Why did that hurt you? That was the truth. always wanted his love and guidance. I understand that. That's what every human... He keeps rejecting me. Oh, okay. Well, this time you apologize for resenting him. And if he accepted or not, God will take that spirit away and you'll be free. You'll have love. You'll be able to love him without having to need him to love you. You're going to have the love come from God. All right? And why were, you, why were you lying? You were protecting your mama? I guess protecting myself. From what? From facing the truth. Oh. And were you closer to your mother? Yes. Uh, still am. That's why he don't like you. <laughs> I know. You treated him the way your mother treated him. Yes, that's correct. Dealing with you just like dealing with his mother. Mm -hmm. I mean his wife. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. I see it. It's, yeah, because you have her spirit. Poor guy. I feel sorry for you, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't feel sorry. You're working on it. And you want to do it as soon as you can because you don't want to pass it on to your children. Right. And they're very young, and you're not going to be able to be patient with them, especially with your husband being weak. All the hell is going to come out of you. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> What a mess, huh? What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but work, work on yourself. You'll be fine. Thank you. Yeah. Do this. Are you doing the prayer? The silent yes, prayer? Yes. Even between the days when I feel overwhelmed. I do it day and night and in between. Nice. Yes. Well, stay with it. Stay with it. Thank you. But you got to forgive your mother for turning you away from your father. That's what happened. All right. You too, man. You got to face her. I will. Especially now that you have a family. Well, not only, but especially since you have a family. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, oh, don't let me forget your question, all right? But I want to... About... Okay, go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, I was just thinking... Uh, thinking. Um, we were talking about uh, speaking up. 
and having the courage to do it. Yeah. It seems like, well, I've noticed you, you're kind of choosing uh, to, I guess, gain or lose favor with people. Um, whenever I speak up, for example, if it's at work, I, I mean, I notice I, I tend to, I say something that is polarizing or I, I put myself uh, alone. And then afterwards, I'm kind of seeing if, you know, if anyone is on my side. <laughs> and it's almost as if, and so then when, I, when, I, when that doesn't happen, I feel bad because I'm alone. Um, it's kind of a strange thing, but I mean, uh, I guess in that sense, I, I, I do have courage to, to not just speak up, but to um, make a choice or take that risk of, Gaining or losing favor, that's what I was just going to say. So you feel like you lose, in fa when you speak up, you lose in favor with the people around you. And you're hoping that someone would take your side, but they don't. And then you feel alone. Right. Right? And, man, that's the best thing for you that can ever happen. <laughs> because in all honesty, what you're discovering, they were never with you anyway. Right. Yeah, you've always you've always been alone and just didn't know it. Yeah. And now you're seeing it, be glad to see that. They were never your friends, they were never on your side, they were never with you. And by seeing it, take the pain of standing alone and you will see that God is with you and you're never alone. You'll be just fine. Thank you. And it's the devil that doesn't want you to speak up. Mm -hmm. Because he wants you to identify with the world outside of you and with your imagination. But you see in reality, be glad to see that reality. When someone treats you a certain way, be glad to see it because uh, you've been living in an illusion anyway. There's no such thing as friends. There's no such thing as family. There's no such thing as anything. It's all an illusion. The real family is the ones who are truly born again of the Spirit of God. Not the Bible thumpers, not those that go to church, but those that have been heart has been changed from hate to love. So be glad to see that, man. Thank you, I will. And the discernment thing, the way you know the difference between discernment and opinion, right? Yes. That, that was the question? Yes. When you die from the thoughts, from the ego, from the intellect, all opinions disappear. There's no opinions left for you to use because you're no longer identifying with the devil, with the imagination. And so when you're no longer identified with the imagination, you can see the truth. You can see what, without even trying, he allows you to see what's going on. And then if you have to say something about it, he gives you the words to say. He speaks with words on your behalf. Just like the devil's ruling now, the devil speaks on your behalf, the devil tells you you're alone, the devil tells you don't speak up, or he'll make you say the wrong thing. When you welcome the truth inside of you, the truth will take over and he will speak on your behalf. What word he'll speak out for you and he will, he will speak the right words for you just like the devil speak the wrong words. And that's what it means to discern. But you gotta die from opinions, all opinions from the devil. They're not even yours, they're of the ego. And that will disappear as the imagination disappear. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so just know 
losing people mean that you never had them anyway. They never cared about you, and you didn't care about them. That I because tell. if you cared about them, it would be no problem losing them. Because real caring is not getting an identity from anybody or anything, so you can take it or leave it. So if a husband want to walk out on his wife, or the wife want to walk out on the husband, because they're not getting any sense of identity from one another, it'd be okay, bye. You want the children? You can have them. Because you're not getting an identity. Our identity only should be coming straight from the Father. So don't worry, discern, uh, opinions will disappear. Ideas will disappear as you overcome the imagination. Amazing. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Thank you. Because we're not in charge of anything. We can't change anything. Of ourselves, we know nothing. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. So that's why God just tells us to pray, be still, and know him. Pray and watch the thoughts. And watching is changing everything. It really, really is. And you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. Stay with it. All right? And so the question is, so that helped? That made sense? Yes. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Okay. The one thing I want to assure you, and without a doubt, nobody likes you. <laughs> Sorry. I accept that. I feel that. <laughs> Nobody like nobody. It's all an act. And the act is out of false need. Or ego need. It's not real. And so, which would take more courage to speak up or not to speak up? Just someone ask that? That was the question, right? The young lady in the white want to respond. Isn't this so good, huh? Y'all liking this? Yes. Nice. Yes. Which one take courage to speak up or not to speak up? To speak up. To speak up. And why is that? Um, it kind of reminds me of one question that you asked before. Are you afraid of being alone? Um, I think the courageous thing in speaking out is realizing that you are going to be alone. That yep. there's always this competing force of what's going on in the world and people are going to stand against you. It's brave to be like, no, I don't believe in um, you know, sex out of marriage. I don't believe in um, gay rights and things like that. So, yep. yeah. You could be married 80 years, a woman to a man or a man to a woman, and still be alone. Feel like, this person don't love me. If you're not free within yourself. Hassan, you had your hand about that? Okay. Um, just kind of listen to everything. I, I actually don't think you, you need any courage to speak up. But, and why is that? Because I think naturally, like children who just speak up or you know, before we were kind of bought into all the emotion stuff, we just did stuff. We didn't need courage. We didn't need all these names. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Hey, which is take more courage to speak up or not to? You ever heard of the hate report? The guy from Europe? No. No? Are you from Sweden? Yeah. No, you know where I'm from. Where? France. No. Where? England. England. So why you sound like them? 
That's don't sound like them. And that's a compliment to us, I think. Oh, it is? <laughs> yes. Do these feel like your people? <laughs> I mean... Our people used to plunder them all, so we have a lot of... <laughs> Not really. Not really? No. So do your country like their country? I mean... That mean no. <laughs> Sweden is a socialist shithole. Everyone should hate it. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Who should take more courage to speak up or not to speak up? It depends on the situation. Because sometimes it's right to speak up and sometimes it's right not to speak up and you can get tempted into speaking up all the time and it's dumb and you think you're courageous but there's times when it takes more strength not to speak up oh, okay not to quote unquote speak up you know amazing so, i liked hassan's answer but i but this is my addition to that oh, okay um, uh, Doug wanted, and then I'll let you have the last word on it. I'm going to say I can't figure out how you need courage for either one. Because generally speaking up is, if you can't speak up, usually you're in your head thinking, oh my God, people, people will judge me, all that stuff that people have said. And once you come out of your head, you can... It, you know, it, it, it's easy. So I don't know that courage is involved in that either way. Oh, I don't okay. see courage being involved in that either way. And I kind of like what Hassan said. I didn't think about the kids, but the kids, kids can, your breath smells. You know, they can say literally anything <laughs> to you and it, they'll just be telling you the truth and not thinking to hurt your feelings and they just say it. Okay. Yes, right here. It takes courage to, uh, to speak up. It takes courage to speak up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Co it coward, uh, you can tell because when I was uh, not, not being courageous and not speaking up, it always hurt me. I always, uh, it affected me in, in a lot of ways. It does take courage. Okay. To speak the truth. Amazing. Okay, last word here, and then, right, and then last word here, and I got to whine it. Yes, sir. It doesn't take courage not to speak up or to speak up. It's and why you say that? Because it's all just based on the trauma that we experience. That's oh, why okay. we feel those feelings of courage or strength. Amazing. Yes, Raymond. I always believe that it takes courage to speak uh, speak up because it also take, uh, it takes wisdom, wisdom and grace to know how to speak up because that uh, the greatest strength is not uh, not only in speaking up, but uh, but in the wisdom how you, you uh, use that courage. Okay, amazing. Yes, Hank. There was a time that Jesus didn't speak up, like at the end. He was afraid. No, because he was courageous not to speak up. Oh, see. Since, since we were talking about Jesus, I figured it would be. Right, nice. Quick, quick, quick question. <laughs> nice. Quick question. Hold on one minute for the mic. Hold on. Okay. For there to be courage, there also kind of have to be fear. Well, there could be courage what? 
For there to be courage in an act, there has to be fear present as well, to some extent, no? It does. Okay, so if they're speaking up in, the, in that case, obviously it's related to, to, is there any fear to speaking up or is there fear to not speaking up? Amazing. I'll respond to that in a minute. Okay. I like it. You, you made me think of something. Uh, let me take the ladies first and then I come. The ladies are mighty quiet today. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Would it take courage to speak up or not to speak up? Um, it takes, for me, exponentially more courage not to speak up. And why is that? I just am very, I mean, I came out of the womb speaking up. <laughs> oh. Strong-willed. Yeah. A strong black woman. No, not that. <laughs> I don't accept that. <laughs> but just speaking my, just speaking up, just yeah. re rebellious, um, the black sheep of the family, just crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think... I don't think it requires to or not to, because when I think, somebody just said it, when I think about having to have courage to speak up, it implies that there's also fear. And I feel like if that's there, more often than not, I think people can say the wrong things. It's in the wrong spirit if it's in a direct response to fear, and then it's not effective anymore. Okay, amazing. Um, did you want to respond to that about the courage thing? Okay, last word. Well, when most people um, feel as if they're infringed upon, that's when they start to defend themselves um, when it comes to self-defense. Um, not to sound redundant, but, you know, it's, it's a part of self-defense. And um, So it doesn't take courage to speak up or not to speak up? Well, what it, what it is is it goes back to this discernment versus opinion. So when, for example... Um, yesterday, um, somebody called me, somebody insulted me. What I remember in my mind is, is that most insults that everybody has faced is very, very much conventional. Everybody's been called a a-hole or a bee or things like that. Everybody's been called that. Right. So, therefore, it doesn't really matter. I just told them, I just told the man, Jesus loves you. And, and I hope that everything in life happens wonderful for you and only you. And he looked at me in shock because usually when somebody um, is saying an insult towards you or trying to come combative, they, they are looking for a response. And then when you don't give them that response, they can only respond the exact way that you have. So when, for example, like I said, when somebody's like, oh, you're an a-hole. And it's like, that's fine. And Jesus loves you. And I hope that everything prosperous happens in your life. And, and why do you say Jesus loves you to them? Hmm? Why do you tell them Jesus loved them? Because he died for us. What? Because he died for us. And that's the actual courage. <laughs> All right. So... In all honesty, it doesn't take courage to speak up. It's like what you were saying, if you have fear, then you're gonna think of courage. If you have courage, you're gonna think of fear. But if you have neither, you, you don't think either way. 
you, you don't want to be divided. If you think of yourself as a courageous person, it means you are a divided person because you believe that there's fear. There's something else, right? But if you don't think of it either way, then there's nothing to think about. And don't, when you do speak, it's going to be at the right time for the real, right reason. It takes more not to speak up when you think of it as courage or fear than it is to, uh, it, it takes courage not to speak up. Because when you don't speak up, you're not trying to protect. When you speak up, most of the time, well, all the time, you're trying to protect this ego self, the false self. You want to look a certain way, you want certain people to act a certain way, you want something. But if you, don't, if you are a whole person, that's why there were times when Jesus didn't speak up. He didn't need to. He knew that they wouldn't understand anyway. Or he knew that they would not believe him anyway. So he didn't say anything. He had nothing to protect. He was a whole person, not a divided person. You got to stop. We don't make yourself stop. But you got to overcome this idea of courage and fear. You overcome fear, there is no courage. You just are a living being. And the real you is not afraid anyway. It's the fake you, the not you, the ego you that is divided, and it's the ego you that has fear. There's nothing. <laughs> if you, just think about it. If you, you're not this person. You're not the person you think you are. That, look at yourself. Keep an eye. When you, got, when you think of good and bad, right and wrong and all that, just know you are a divided person. The ego cannot, the intellect cannot enter the kingdom. And it will keep you divided. It will make you protect it. Because it feels like it's you. Like when you're afraid of losing food at work and no one's standing up. That's not the real you. That's the ego you. That's the nature of the devil that made a home in you and trying to make you think you need the outside world to make you feel a certain way. It's all ego. That has to die if you want to live. And so if someone says something and you feel fear or you feel this, welcome that fear. Because that's just the nature of the devil feeling the fear. But it feels like it's you because you've identified with it. And then the devil will tell you, what are they going to think? What are they going to do? That's still the devil. Trying to get you to overreact so he can still, he can continue to live inside of you. There is no you. There is no you. So watch yourself, look at you, and see how divided you are. That, and that alone will let you know it's not you. Oh, I should have spoken up. I was afraid. That's not you. Don't say that. That's the devil lying to you. Because there will be a lot of times where you don't need to say anything. And the world around you will be thinking, why don't they say something? Why don't they say something? But you will see there's no need to. They're not going to believe you anyway. Or they're not going to understand you anyway. You only speak up when the truth speaks through you. On a spiritual level, on a practical level, it's different. You want some bread? You want some bread. I want a, you want some sweet potato pie? You want some sweet potato pie. But that's a practical level. Don't be the, you got to overcome, you got to be whole. You got to be one. And only the spirit of the Father can do that. That's why he said, uh, you must be with something like you must be with me in spirit. Walk in the spirit. 
And I want to encourage you to practice being present. And these changes will happen on their own. You can't make it happen. I can't make it happen. But it will happen. And it will be amazing. Your mind will be renewed. You will have a clear mind. But you got to stay with it no matter what happens, what you lose. You lose the world. You never had it anyway. Plus, you want to lose it. That way, when you do live in it, you have it in the right way. And all your needs will be met, whatever they are. They will be. Nobody else have it to give it to you. So when you think of courage, just know you're a person with fear because you're divided. Oh, I'm going to speak up the next time they do that. They said a wrong thing to me. I can't believe it. Next time I see them, I'm going to speak up. <laughs> Sound like an idiot, right? <laughs> setting yourself up. The devil is setting you up, right? And then next time you see the person, you're ready to go off. And the person like, what are you talking about? They don't even remember. You're going to look like an idiot. <laughs> trying to stand up. Trying to speak up. If you're not divided, you will see when to speak and when not to. And, and I promise you, when you do speak, it's going to be to help, not to hurt. It will be the truth. Amazing, huh? That makes sense a little bit? Yes, sir. So before we end, was this helpful at all? Let me ask the, the new people. Was this helpful? You came a long ways. Yep. Was this helpful? It was good, yes. And how was it helpful a little bit? What did you realize from the, this meeting? It'll come to me, I'm sure. Are you doing the prayer? Sorry? Are you doing the silent prayer? I don't know what it is. Oh, you don't know? He's, yeah. Okay. He's the real fan. You know, he's, he's just the invited guest. So oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he will answer questions better. Nice. Uh, thank this you. silent prayer. Thank you, Ma. <laughs> uh, hold on. Hold on a minute. Don't get a mic to Mama yet. Um, <laughs> Mama got to speak for her babies. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a silent prayer. You know, God said that when you pray to be still and know him, uh, the silent prayer, when you do it, it allows you to relax. So calm down so the truth can catch up with you. And it'll bring you out of your imagination. It'll bring you out of thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. And so what it would do is to do that. So I want you to give it a try. He's going to tell you how to find it on the website. Okay, great. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. Okay. Any questions about anything? That's fine. Okay. Well, I'm glad you came, man. All right. Uh, was this helpful a little bit today? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's uh, very stimulative uh, questions you're asking, and it gets you really thinking and yeah yeah get get ha into the deeper questions have you forgiven your mother yeah actually i've done i, done, I did it less than a week ago <laughs> and how was it it felt I, I think it felt i would say freeingly but it was not like a prison anyway it was it was more like a mutual understanding actually because uh the thing is i was thinking about this uh, forgiving her, yeah. and she actually brought it up herself, and uh, uh, <clears throat> told me she was sorry that I had like she, they traumatized me in the, my oh, uprising, nice. and uh, I don't know. I felt ready to forgive her. Right on, man. Amazing. Any question about anything? 
Nice. Well, thank you for coming, all right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, anytime you're in town, y'all, come on down. Thank you for coming, man. Any, was this helpful today? Oh, I love it. I'm going to come back, man. Oh, hold on for the mic. Hold on. <laughs> so when I, oh, I thought it was very great. I, I, I love the way you present all questions. And when I watch on YouTube, too, how you dig to the core truths, you have a very strong ability to cut through all the noise. I'm a huge fan. I'll be back many more times here. Did you forgive your mother? I haven't forgiven my mother. He did bring it up to me last week. Um, I, she lives in Sweden, so I'm back. I haven't, like, but I'll, I'll, when she comes here in two months, I'll, I'll, I'll sit her down and forgive her. Can you FaceTime with her? Of course I can. Won't you do it before she comes? She may change her mind then. <laughs> 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 That's good, good advice. <laughs> because she's going to say, you had me come always across the waters to tell me you hated me? <laughs> yes. Why not FaceTime with her and get it done? Okay, I, may, I might do that then. Are you afraid to? No. Uh, and how about your father? My father is, uh, I have not forgiven him, but he's, he's passed away, rest in peace. But uh, I probably have more forgiving to do there. To your father? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I had a much closer relationship with my father. My mother has been very on the sidelines my whole life and done, been a very feminine woman, taking her, like handling her role, but my father was very right. involved. So nice. he had more issues. Good. Well, forgive her. Try to FaceTime with her before she comes. That way you can enjoy the vacation when she comes. Okay, thank you. Jesse. All right, right behind you. Would this help a little bit, man? Yes. In, in uh, what way? Well, on the topics that I uh, we, we talked about, I would say watching myself um, definitely, definitely in those moments when uh, I mean, since I brought it up, you know, we talked about discernment and you know the opinion, watching myself. I guess the thoughts that are coming through. Yeah. Um, I think that's the that's the tough thing because, you know, you, those feelings they seep in and then you start to take on that, and it's kind of, I mean, especially in that that moment, it's hard to maneuver. I feel like I got. It's know, hard to maneuver. Yeah. For example, if it's a you're in a social social situation. You have to. I mean, you can't just you can't go home and think about it or you know ponder on it. Uh, it's right there at that moment. Speak up for me. You can't what? You 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 have to deal with that situation in that moment. But I need to practice more of being aware of myself in yeah. those moments. Um. I, yeah. I mean, it, like you said, it's like a muscle. You have to work it. You have to practice it so that it becomes. It go, I guess it goes away. It will. Let, let's say that you speak up one day at work, and it's the right thing to do, and no one stands with you. They don't agree with you. And then you feel like you're standing alone. You start to feel that way. You, you, you get the thoughts first, and then you feel that way. Yeah. When you're feeling that way, just see that you're feeling that way, and be glad to see it. That's it. And allow that to happen, and let it pass, and you are overcoming it. And, and then if you let it pass, it'll happen again, but it won't bother, you won't feel anything or think anything about it. And that's the death of the ego. Anytime someone can make you feel something, whether feel good or feel bad, it's all ego. And just notice that you're feeling that way. Don't do anything about it. And don't hate yourself or anything and let it pass. All emotions are evil and they're not you. And they come from thoughts. The ones that feel good, 
or evil and the one that's feel bad or evil. That's why you could be controlled with, by your emotions because you think that you're, you're emotions and you're not. And you think that they're good and they're not. You think that they're right and they're not. And so you're getting an opportunity to overcome it when someone can make you feel something. Yeah. And, and don't, try to, don't try to prove to them that you are strong or weak. You can just quietly feel it and watch it within yourself and let it pass. Just let the thoughts pass, let the feeling pass. Don't hold on to them. And if you are caught, if you're right for a while, you will be caught up in them, but relax and let it pass. Just know it's not you. If you have to do it a thousand times a day, keep coming back to seeing that it's not you. Yeah. All right? That's Thank amazing. A lot of, yeah, a lot of practicing and uh, I guess get in tune with that silent prayer. Yeah. yeah. Are you doing the prayer? I do. I've been doing it for, for a long time, for a while. You forget um, your mother? I did. I, I would say at least twice. Well, you don't have to I, go back anymore. <laughs> don't, yeah, we you have don't a, have to keep going back. We in have fact, a good relationship. I'm sorry? We have a good relationship. Nice. You're able to be a, a grown man around her now? Yes. And not the baby? Mm -hmm. So you don't act like the child anymore? No. Oh, good. And, I, and when she tries to uh, treat me that way, I, I correct her. Good. I say no, you know. Yep. Nice. Well, stay with it, stay with it. And I'm telling you, man, anytime someone can make you feel something, don't be mad at them for making you feel something. They'll give you an opportunity to overcome. Yeah. They brought, it was already in you. They didn't, they didn't put it there. They didn't make it happen. It was already there. Mm -hmm. And it's just something you have to overcome. All right? Will do. Amazing. Any questions? Real fast. Well, um, one of my questions is, is um, if you said that, that courage doesn't exist. Right. Well, how would you be in the position that you're in? I'm sorry? How would you be in the position you're in? If I didn't have courage? Well, because it's not me that's doing it. It's the Father working through me. And, and so he's making me whole, and he's destroying all my illusion, delusions and illusion. So he's working through me, and that's why I know that this thing has to die, and you have to become whole. And when you become whole, there is no... And I don't feel fear or courage with what I do at all. I don't feel either one of them. Okay. It's just really just something that I'm just doing it. And if, and if somebody like it, fine. If they don't, fine. If they want to hear it, fine. If they don't, fine. If they leave and never come back, fine. And if they don't, fine. If you want the children, you can have them. I'll keep them or you can take them, whatever. And that's what's going to happen to everybody that's still on this straight and narrow. You will overcome the world. That means the children, nothing belongs to you. And if nothing belongs to you, there's nothing to identify with. I, I, I really think the overall theme of this entire, um, this entire thing was, was, was about really courage. About what? I think the overall theme about this was courage. The I overall, the overall th theme of the uh, uh, church today. It was about courage? Yeah. It was about overcoming all ideas, the idea of courage. Yeah, well, you got to overcome the ideas of that. Well, I came from the Inland Empire to see my hero. So. 
Amazing. <laughs> nice. So stay with the silent prayer and watch. And stop protecting the ego from the world. And from yourself. Don't protect it. Let the ego pain happen. Whether it's feel good or bad. Stop protecting the devil. God is not holding anything against you. If somebody else is, that's on them. That's their pain, not yours. That's their problem because what you do to others, you're really 100% doing it to yourself. And stop having this fantasy about Jesus. <laughs> He's our brother. Really, he said, greater work shall we do. So he, he did us a, a, a perfect love favor by sacrificing so we can return to the Father. And anyone that wants it can have it. You can return to the Father. There's not one that can't. Most people don't want to. They love the hell. They love their misery. They love complaining. They love being mad. They love looking for good feelings. And ain't nothing you can do about them. Just wish them hell and you go live your life. <laughs> because you can't make a person want to over overcome. And do not cater to anybody's emotions. Men, stop catering to the woman's emotions. You're hurting her by doing that. That's hell in her. That's not love. Do not cater to her emotions. So stay with the silent prayer. Watch and live your life. But you got to watch yourself. You got to know, and I'm repeating this, whatever you're feeling is your fault. Nobody else. Do not be afraid to stand alone. All right? Become your own man. Be your own woman. And in God, there is no fear. It's just perfect love. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope that this helped today. And thank you for your support. We'll do the Super Chats tomorrow. And uh, blah, blah, blah. Check out the merch. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you all. And thank you all. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs>